It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome to this episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I'm Chloe Thomas, the creator and host of this award-winning show, and it's my aim in every episode we produce to help you find ways to improve your e-commerce business, and this episode delivers on that massively. Uh, my guest is running a big e-commerce operation where he's developed a groundbreaking product which he talks a lot about why it was important to do the product development. He talks a lot about why they've chosen to sell both on Shopify and on Amazon, how they've grown to eight figures in the last 10 years. We also talk quite a bit about about mindset and deciding what to do and when you should do it. Um, I challenge you to listen to this one and not get some serious value out of it. So let's hear from the sponsors and then we'll get into it. So please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or you're part of a marketing team at a multinational brand, Klaviyo will give you everything you need to create memorable marketing moments, building customer relationships that keep shoppers coming back time and time again. Get started with a free account today. Visit klaviyo.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash master plan. Join over 5,000 fast growth brands at ShipBob. Their international fulfillment network and best-in-class tech means that whether you store inventory in one or multiple ShipBob fulfillment locations, you have full visibility into the entire fulfillment process, plus access to data, reporting and tools to manage your orders and inventory in real time, all from a single dashboard. Optimise your fulfillment strategy with ShipBob and get $500 in free shipping credits. Find out more at shipbob.com forward slash masterplan. That's S-H-I-P-B-O-B dot com forward slash master plan. And now to introduce today's special guest. Matt Dreifout is the founder and CEO at Backblade, a men's grooming brand founded in 2009, who now do over eight figures a year with growth at 15 to 20%. Hello, Matt. How are you? I'm good. It's great to be chatting with you. I I love a focused product in a niche area, depending on where you're sitting listening to this. Um, so I'm really excited to dive into Backblade with you. Before we get into that, though, how did you get into e-commerce? Yeah, well, first off, thanks for having me. Um, I would say, you know, getting into e-commerce, uh, it wasn't something I really planned on. Um I started out in sales. Uh, I was really good at sales after graduating, uh, excelled with the companies I was with. However, there was just a, a part of me that was never really satisfied and fulfilled with what I was doing. It was just about making money, hitting quotas. Um, and after some time, right around the time of the recession, I started looking at uh, products and markets and and getting coming to the idea that, you know, I definitely can come up with something. I know that there's a lot of problems people have that have not been solved. I started looking at my own problems and I realized that, uh, you know, I, I had one particular problem, which was I had some back hair. I'm not, 
I'm certainly not the hairiest guy in the room, but I do, uh, I do have some that, that would make anybody self-conscious. My wife being a, a medical esthetician, she would always wax my back, which was painful and uh, ruthless. And, and, <laughs> and, and it just, and, it, and, it, and after you get done with a session, you know, there's going to be another session in a couple months. So I started looking at all the you know solutions on the market. Uh, bought a bunch of the products. Uh, just really was not happy and satisfied with with what I was coming across. And so uh, that's kind of when I started dabbling and in, in, uh, fiddling with with combs and razors and, and cheap prototypes. And um, that's kind of where where everything really you know started. From that point on, I, I realized that you know in order to to get uh, some wings, I needed to have a working product. And um, that's kind of where my relationship with Amazon, as well as uh, Shopify, started. Um, you know, back in the 80s, if you wanted your product to be successful, you, you needed to get into a large brick and mortar. And, it, it, you know, your chances were very slim. I was realizing that, you know, we're coming of an age where it just takes some really good images a really good product and uh, some some reviews to get through the door to realize, hey, can this does this have uh, does does this have wings? And uh, very early on, after kind of cracking the code with the with our technology, uh, we found very early on that it does, and that's kind of how the online relationship began. Excellent, and um, I think it, it's a product space that, given the amount of money that quite clearly goes into men's facial grooming and has done for my entire lifetime. You know, the amount of money paid by Gillette and Wilkinson Sword and all the others, you know, on shaving for the face. It's kind of amazing that there was this huge gap there. Um, you kind of think, why why wasn't there a product? But anyway, we are I digress. What I should be asking you, Matt, is you mentioned Amazon and Shopify. So where did you where did you start out? We initially did start uh on both, actually, um, very close to each other. I mean, the, the, the timing was we knew we we knew we needed to get our you know the website and everything um, put together, and we needed to start doing advertising on, on Google. And you know, this is when uh, Facebook and some of the other platforms uh, were people were kind of just getting started out with advertising on on those on those platforms. But yeah, they, they were they were very close to each other, and you know, again, th this is when there weren't as many sellers on Amazon uh, as there are today. It, it was it was kind of like the wild west, I guess. It was <laughs> uh, it was the beginning of something that you know you, you started to understand it was going to be great over time. It was like looking at how over the last ten years, own site e-commerce, you know, the Shopify route has changed. Anyone who thinks that's changed a lot, you can pretty much treble that for how much selling on Amazon has changed. Yeah. And yeah. And, you know, and, and there's, it's kind of this journey because while there's pain and frustration, it's, it's along the way because of change. You know, a lot of times you'll get settled and then there's change and it's, it's all been great. Um, if you have good work ethic and you're, you're determined and you have a good product, um, Amazon can be a really good friend, and, and if you're if you're playing by the rules and you're doing things right, you know the sky's the limit. So you've you've never been tempted to stop selling on Amazon or stop selling on Shopify, then? 
No, I mean that to me, especially where where Amazon is at today, it would be suicide. I think for any brand that wants to really put their product out there. In fact, there are a lot of brands that I speak to um, because um, I have a lot of people reach out to me for advice that are starting out. There are a lot of brands that reach out and and they say, "Hey, listen, I I wanna I wanna I'm selling on the we're gonna start selling on the our website. We're gonna start advertising on social and." Um, they they make no mention. Obviously, they love to get in a brick and mortar where where it matters, but they say, uh, you know, we're going to hold off on Amazon right now. And I, you know, I asked them why, uh, and they uh, they say there's too much competition, or or you know, it, it's one of those things where they selling online through your own, whether it's Shopify or whatever platform you, works for you, is a must. You have to own that, and you have to have a really good. You know, if you're not shipping your products out yourself, which most big brands have, you know, either ship it out themselves or they're using a 3PL um, company. And, you know, the one we use is phenomenal. Uh, we've been with them since the beginning. And but you have to own your own brand and your own website, and your own social presence, because while Amazon is a fantastic partner, you know, they don't. They don't own your business. You have to own your own business and you have to put it out there and you have to put a lot of effort towards that as well. So, you know, those two just really play hand in hand. Let's, let's leave the, the Amazon versus Shopify side of things behind because it's quite quite clear we're, we, we just want the customer to buy. And we're very happy. Actually, no, one more question on that, which I really should ask, because I know it's something which a lot of people kind of um, wrangle with is, should you try to convert an Amazon customer to an own website customer? Because I know a lot of people go, well, we'll use Amazon and we'll get people into our brand and then they'll come to our website and they'll buy. Given the, the volumes that you're doing, I'm sure this is a question that's crossed your mind once or twice. Is it something you actively do or is it just actually a customer is a customer and we're happy for them to buy wherever they want to buy? Yeah, well, that's a great question. It's a really good question for those that are just getting started and um might find themselves making some serious mistakes. And obviously, if I could help anybody avoid some of these things, uh, that's great. Um, you know, the, the short answer is no. Um, you know, Amazon is really uh, clear about their policies. You know, their customers, uh, they do take it really serious. They spend a lot of money in, in getting those customers. And they're very clear that, um, you know, the, there's a lot of going through the terms of service with Amazon. There's a lot of things that you are not to be doing if you're working with them hand in hand. So, you know, there has to be a healthy competition of, you know, doing things the right way and going after the your customers uh, the way that you're going after. But cherry picking customers from Amazon to your own website can get you in a lot of trouble in terms of if you are looking to grow your Amazon business, it can be really counterproductive very quickly. So I, I definitely would recommend against it. And just, you know, and just know that you're fully capable of, of creating your own set of customers on your own website. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's actually uh, a good thing because we find we have different customers that buy from us on our website. They're actually willing to spend more. They trust the brand. We give them really good value. We have some different kits that we offer that um, we don't offer on other platforms. 
And so, um, you, you know, you, you are in a sense looking, you can be looking at a much different customer. Why are they buying from the website and not Amazon? And so I think that you kind of have to wrap your head around and really digest and, and think through that too. Uh, instead of thinking that they're all the same. You put that very well, Matt. Thank you. Oh, thank you. So let's get down to kind of the brass tacks of the business then. So where in the world are you and where are you selling to? We're based uh, in Chicago uh, right now. We have uh, two warehouses uh, in suburbs of Chicago. Where are we selling? Uh, Well, the obvious, you know, our website, Amazon. Um, We have partners as well uh, online, like Grooming Lounge. Touch of Modern. Um, we do stuff with uh, a number of different online, both domestically and internationally. We're also, uh, our base model uh, is uh, just started selling uh, in a hand, uh, I think maybe three, 400 Walmart stores. Uh, we're kind of going through some testing with that. Uh, we are in Bed Bath & Beyond, a number of stores there as well. You know, primarily, while we do uh, we do some brick and mortar, uh, the majority of our business is online. Excellent. And we mentioned that the the product is essentially a a, a razor for your back, to put it very very bluntly. But you've also mentioned you do kits and and other elements. So, how important is it the the range that you've now built up, and that it's not just that single product anymore? Yeah. So uh, you know, back blade. Our DIY men's back shaver is obviously the flagship, right, of our of our company and our brand, and that's our unique dry glide technology is kind of uh, the tech behind what we've built, and we've spent a lot of money, intellectual property, protecting that. But that being said, you know, over the over time, we've spent a lot of of, of time asking our customers questions, you know, finding the gaps, what are their needs. Uh, what are we missing? And, you know, we knew that we wanted to expand the product line. We are a grooming company. We are not just a back shaver company. So it's back blade body grooming. And that being said, we've did, we have found that there are other body grooming tools that our customers have been wanting. And, uh, you know, just recently we've launched our bod barber, which is a 11 in one body grooming kit. And that can be found both on our website as well as Amazon. We have uh, smaller shavers uh, for for chest and shoulder area, bod blade. Uh, we are coming out with other, you know, post shaving uh, body sprays. Um, sometimes people have uh, razor bumps when they shave. Some can be more sensitive than others. We're coming out with a, a, a you know, a, a almost like a, a bump fighting type of formula that would help with any of those sensitivity issues. So, uh, yeah, there's a number of different products. The kits that we're offering uh, do include these. And, you know, it's our, our motto is, you know, clean confidence. Uh, we're looking at uh, instilling confidence in, in those that don't know where to turn, right? A lot, of, a lot of people that have back hair issues, you know, have other grooming tools that they also need to uh, manage. And so we want to, we want to be the, the solution for them and we want their confidence and for them to know that, you know, um, we're, we're going to be there for them and provide the right products. And you mentioned earlier, Matt, that, uh, that you outsource your fulfillment side of things, but have you done that from day one or has that been something you've done throughout 
the business? Yeah, it's so early on, um, you know, in terms of our fulfillment, we were using a company that was definitely, uh, was definitely behind the times, I would say. (laughs) Um, When it came to certain needs that we had, we were getting things that were like on Excel spreadsheet and it, it, it was just very cumbersome. It was, it was very frustrating. Um, it was a lot of time that, we, you know, between uh, requests and, and, and getting items. And that's kind of where, you know, our relationship with, with our, our third party logistics company, ShipBob, started. We really quickly learned that they were more of a tech company uh, like ourselves. They spent a lot of money in uh, making themselves and their technology better. They realized kind of where things were going. And we were happy back then with where they were. Where they've come is just phenomenal. And it's it's groundbreaking in this particular industry. And um, we, you know, we never look back. And we've been using them now for, for quite some time. And so uh, it's, it's a really good relationship. I always find with any supplier, if you are turning around to them and going, can we do this? And they go, oh, haven't heard of that. Well, let's research it. Let's see if we can do it for you. That's an okay relationship. But the really amazing ones are where your suppliers are sending you stuff going, would you like to do this? You're like, no way, we can do that. That would save us so much time, speed things up, help with customers, reduce costs. And it, it, it strikes me that maybe that's the sort of relationship you've got with ShipBob. Yeah, absolutely. They, uh, they definitely, not only are they open to change and, and, and making things better, they also hold meetings with brand owners. And uh, those meetings, uh, they're asking all the questions and they, they want brand owners to let them know, what, what are we missing? What else do we need? And how can we make the, this entire process better? Nice. That's what you want from any supplier, quite frankly. <laughs> you want, want them trying to make your business better. Well, like, you've mentioned a lot of, of things, I think, Matt, which you've kind of mentioned that you're working on at the moment, or you've been working on recently, that I think a lot of people starting out or in their first few years would be like, why weren't they already selling in Walmart? Why wasn't that a year two thing? Or why hadn't they expanded into shoulder raises in year one? Because that's just an obvious place to go. So how have you gone about deciding which development you do when in the business? Because 10 years in, you're doing things which I think some people would go, well, that's obvious that they do that. Why haven't they done it already? And I'm sure there's a very, very good reason. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good question, actually. Um so we're venturing, uh, you know, when you're when you're venturing into an area like grooming, and you're not just selling a regular razor that everybody's used to, um, you're selling something that is completely unique. Unless you're a billion dollar company with the full staffs of scientists and, and researchers, it's it, it can be challenging. And so. The short answer is we wanted to absolutely make sure that we continue to evolve and make this technology better and better and better. And believe me, we've gone through so many different changes to continue and we're still making it better. We really wanted to get it right. We, we wanted to, and, and the great thing about a lot of the tools that we utilize uh, is that we can hear the customer's voice quicker and get really granular feedback based on what it is we're doing, 
what raise you know how are the razors how how many shaves are you getting at do you want more blades per sh- you know per shave you know those type of things have allowed us to make our product better and not just we don't we didn't just want to throw products out there right we really wanted to be the best in this particular field and i think we are and our customers uh and our reviews and everything it speaks for that right um the proof is definitely in the pudding, and it's certainly uh, with reviews these days. Um, we have tens of thousands of reviews. So we really spend a lot of time making, instead of just initially, okay, well, we got to do this, and we got to do this, and now let's get this right, and then we'll move on to the next thing. And the next thing, maybe we want to continue to evolve, even if it's something that a lot of grooming companies are doing. We want to put our own unique stamp on each product we sell and we want to continue to make them better and that's the reason why we did spend so much time before you know easily just throwing other stuff against the wall and seeing what what sells i really like your answer and i think it also speaks to how how sometimes you can end up doing everything badly if you try and do everything because every extra thing you do is more bandwidth taken, more thought time taken, more money taken, more time taken. And you've got to get each one right. And it's better to do them one at a time than all at once. Right. If you're spending $50,000 to get another product number two on the market and product number one still needs another $50,000 of development or research or changes and stuff, you're just you're kicking the can down the road and eventually in 5 years you're still that $50,000 has has now grown into a lot of upset customers that could have been prevented could have been repeat customers that would have maybe even tripled that $50,000 so you know we're a consumable so the more you if you don't spend the time on the upfront it's costing you potentially 2 3 times down the road because those customers could have been lifetime customers. And so um, you have to be really intentional with making these particular products great. And that's what we do. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Success in 2021 means building stronger relationships with your customers. Last year saw a lot of consumers switching to buy online, leading to surges in new customer acquisition. So how are you planning on turning your new first-time buyers into profitable repeat customers? Well, that's what Clavio is for. Clavio helps businesses create memorable marketing moments through email, SMS and personalised website experiences. And that is what creates repeat purchases. That's why Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform, platform is used by over 50,000 e-commerce brands around the world. Get started with your free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com slash masterplan. Are you struggling to keep up with growing order volumes, leading to mispicks and slow dispatch times? Save time, money and headaches by outsourcing it all to the experts at ShipBob. ShipBob is a premium 3PL who partner with thousands of brands in a wide range of industries and have a 99.95% accuracy rate in fulfilling orders on time. Optimise your fulfilment strategy with ShipBob and get $500 in free shipping credits. Find out more at shipbob.com forward slash masterplan. It's time for the top tips round. 
Okay, I love this section, Matt, because it gives me and our listeners some quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So are you ready for the top tips? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, uh, the book top tip is first up. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? I would say hands down for me personally would be uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The reason for that is just because it really strikes a nerve uh, personally with me. Again, it, it's not that, um, you know, like my own uh, family, uh, we were not poor, but it has to do more with, I think, thinking and mental uh, awareness of how you perceive things in the world, business-wise, money-wise. And it just so happened that when I got married, my father-in-law was the extreme opposite in terms of being a, you know, serial entrepreneur. And not that, you know, he made all the right decisions all the time, but it, the awareness and, and how each one of them viewed the world was so important to myself in developing this business because you can lean too far one way and, and, and too far the other way. And, Knowing those polar opposites and seeing how they lay out is important. Um, I think that your trajectory in life can really be directed one way or another, just how you perceive things and how you have to know when, you know, the fear plays a big role in a lot of decision making and a lot of, you know, risks that you take in business. And I think that if you, if you, if you learn to trust yourself and you learn to take calculated risks and, and also learn to control fear. That is so important in, in being able to grow because I think so many people's, the, the thing that holds so many people back is fear. It's the what ifs. It's the, I don't have a guarantee. It's, and when you really meditate on that um, and focus on that, you'll be surprised how much you can accomplish. Uh, and of course, determination is a huge factor, but um, it, that book really, you know, it, it, it rang true with, with my own life. So I, I would recommend it if, if, you haven't, uh, if you haven't read that one. You just convinced me I need to go and reread it again. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it's such an interesting, interesting topic because we so often focus on learning a skill the skill of being an entrepreneur or the skill of Facebook ads or the skill of product design or the skill of account, you know, looking after your accounts or whatever it might be. But actually you also have to get your mindset right. And that's about opening up your mind to other things, but also working out the levels which you're not willing to go beyond, if that makes sense. Yeah. Which we don't talk about that, I think, often enough. So that's a, a great recommendation. Absolutely. And the one thing I was just going to say really quickly is you have to be so open to jump into things and not be, you know, I, I, I spent so much time with my patent attorney. I think I could write my own patents and I, and I didn't go to school for intellectual property by no means. But, you know, the truth is you have to be willing to just absolutely get dirty. And I know people that have really small businesses. And I know they're going to be, whether it's successful and they're starting out, they're going to be successful in that or something else. It's because the DNA and what they have, and it's, they will not take no for an answer. And they have, it's more of that. And the talent, you could always hire. You need somebody creative, you can hire somebody. And if you don't know it, always find somebody that you do know could fill that void, right? 
almost like being a general contractor. And if you're the most determined general contractor, you're going to get to the finish line. You're going to have some bumps and bruises, but you're going to get there. I call it the Rocky Balboa mentality. <laughs> I love it. Okay, we're going to do the traffic top tip now. So which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? I would say unique content for any brand that kind of strikes a nerve within that particular uh, need and, you know, and, and, and product. So if I can give you an example, when we were doing our Kickstarter video, I knew at the time that I really needed to find uh, a way to get people's attention. And we created a really, you know, low budget video that was a husband and wife in marriage counseling because he's in denial of his back hair. And when the camera panned from the wife to the husband, the husband was this 800 pound gorilla. And he's <laughs> ranting and raving because he's just like, I don't, I don't have back hair. It's not a big deal. It's not. And she's the one tired of shaving his back. Okay. So it, it was, it was, it was something I thought of. I, I thought it would have been great. I thought I had it in my head for years, but I knew that I was striking a nerve because nobody had talked about this before. Nobody discussed back hair. Nobody discussed a funny way of bringing it up. And, and that video went on to do, you know, 235 million views between all of these different Facebook platforms like Business Insider, Mashable, you know, across, it just blew up, uh, you, you know, uh, a number of them. Lad Bible, I think it was a number of them. Um, but it, it just, it goes to show you that, you know, no pun intended, it was a little guerrilla marketing, I guess it was what you'd call that. <laughs> but it just goes to show you that, listen, if you do have, and that's kind of what Dollar Shave Club did to, to give credit where credit's due. I mean, they had a very low budget video and it struck a nerve with a lot of people. And I think if you can find that and do have some creative content, whether it's video or, and, and learn and, and figure out a way to speak to people like nobody else has done, people will pay attention and they're going to pass it along and they're going to talk about it. And I think that is so you know, it's, it's underrated on how important that is. And some companies charge boatloads of money. But I think that if you, you know, get enough creative people around you, you can figure it out. Yeah, it's, it's almost anathema to what we normally do in that usually we're like, right, I need to do the Facebook, account. I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to do the other. And the only way you can come up with these groundbreaking creative pieces is to go, hold on a second. Let's A, come up with the idea and then let's B, take it to the next level by giving it the time to be developed. Because, yeah, the, the Dollar Shave Club video is, is um, it didn't cost them a lot, but I think they spent three or four days make, just filming it, I seem to recall. Exactly. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah it wasn't, I remember just uh, reading articles and it wasn't, uh, you know, what you would think. And you don't want to just go through and check the boxes, right? Because that's what, that's what, that's what a job is, right? You're just, <laughs> you know, okay, checking the boxes. I'm, this is going to be successful because I'm checking off the boxes and that is not how success happens. You have to be different. You have to think differently and spend, spend a lot of time doing it. I mean, I, before I even started Backplay, I still had six or seven other product ideas that probably would sell really well. It just so happened this one took off and I haven't had time. 
you know, and so, <laughs> you know, go for a walk, go in the, you know, go in the forest preserve and with a coffee and just think through things, get away from your desk because that's when the magic happens. And, you know, and, and I've seen it over and over again. It's not just with us or Dollar Shave. It's a lot of companies um, have some really good creative minds. So. Very cool. Okay. The tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I just had to log out of it because it kept uh, popping up and getting me little <laughs> alerts while we're talking, but it's, it's Slack, S-L-A-C-K, for those that don't know it. It's a fantastic tool that allows you and your employees to communicate very effectively. Uh, essentially, it's almost like instant messaging each other, but with you know f- file capabilities and, and video and it's it's how we communicate, and especially in a day you know a day like t- uh, you know an age like like we have now with with you know the vi- with the uh, COVID. Uh, you know everybody started working from home. I'm sh- I'm sure so many people have started utilizing that tool or other similar tools, but that's the one that we use, and it allows us to to you know we do uh, we have in, you know a number of employees and we, we all uh, do work from home and we have even before COVID and, and we, this is just uh, what we've chosen for ourselves and it works and everybody gets their stuff done. And, and, but the communication is, is flawless. Excellent. Okay. The growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1000, what would be your number one tip for them? The first thing I would do is I would, um, it's really, it gets really, you know, emotional when you're growing the units per month, but I would ask them, it's all good to grow your quantity units sold per month, but how are the margins? What do the margins look like? Are they shrinking as you're growing? Because, you know, the great thing about online sales is if you're early on enough, it, you know, you are able to work with the your selling price a little bit. And the and customers will forgive you, right? At the be obviously you don't want to go, you know, crazy, but at the same time, if you're selling into a brick and mortar, you're kind of committed to that price, right? And what we learned early on is because we were selling something that's unique and we've spent a lot of time and money with the technology, you know, we're we don't want to sell um, something that is perceived to be cheap uh, because we've spent a lot of, of time, money, creativeness, uh, all everything. It checks the 10 years of research to making the best product. And so don't sell yourself short. Make sure you're getting, um, you know, a good average order value. But, you know, outside of that, you know, obviously in growing the number of units you're selling per month, you're going to be putting more out there in advertising dollars, right? So, um, make sure you have good creative people around you that can put out good ads. Make sure that the advertising dollars are fitting in your margins and you're not overspending um, would be something. So, again, first the margins because after that, you're going to be taking piece of that margin to scale it. So, make sure that it's healthy to begin with before, you know, the glass of milk is full before you drink half of it. Make sure it's not half full and then it's gone sort of thing. Excellent advice. Watch those margins, everybody. Is the sale worth getting? Look, <laughs> Matt, you have been, you've been an excellent guest. Loads of great advice for us all. Where can people find you and your business if they'd like to on the web and social media, please? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, if you, uh, you know, if you want to check out our website, you can go to www.backblade.com and backblade is actually spelled B-A-K-B-L-A-D-E.com. And uh, of course, you know, you can find us uh, on uh, Instagram, Backblade Body Grooming, as well as Facebook. You know, anybody you can read about any news articles. Uh, we're all over Google, so we're not we're not hard to find. Excellent. Thank you. And uh, Matt, just thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It's been really interesting hearing your philosophies on how to go about building any business. It's been a, been a real pleasure catching up with you. So thanks for taking the time. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Loads of great advice there from Matt. Such clarity in so many areas that I know a lot of you think about. And I, I will definitely be going back and reading Rich Dad Poor Dad again because I'd forgotten that angle of it. And, uh, and I, I, I probably haven't read it in six years. So I'll be going back and doing that. Now you can get your notes on the your notes, your hands even, on the notes from today's show, including those top tips, links to what we've been mentioning and everything else by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. There you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on many of the other things that I share to help you improve your business because we don't just do this podcast. Talking about not just doing this podcast, if you are intrigued by the whole, should I also be selling on Amazon and marketplaces angle that we were talking about there with Matt, then do check out our sister podcast, Keep Optimizing, where throughout July, so very recently, uh, we did a whole month on marketplaces, whether you should, whether you shouldn't, and lots of tips for how to make them work for you as well. So that's well worth a look if you are in that kind of umming and ahhing about the marketplaces role in your business. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I bring you these interviews every week because I want to inspire and help as many e-commerce business owners as possible to succeed and thrive with their businesses. So please do spread the word even and tell the other e-commerce business owners you know, because I'd love to help them grow their business too. I hope you have a brilliant week and don't forget to keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce masterplan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com/podcast.